This Tabby Road podcast is intended for mature audiences. So why are you listening? This is the Stabby Road Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Stabby Road, the podcast where three generations of horror fans look at movie themes. Fuck that up, horror themes. Can I just go on or do you need me need a countdown? Sure, just go on. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Stabby Road podcast in which three generations of fans look at horror themes through movies that they've picked from their preferred errors. To my right is award-winning filmmaker and Sesame Street, the show with the puppets uh, director, uh, Rob Graydon. Hello. To my left is America's Sweetheart, uh, a award-winning, not adult-winning, award-winning Adult performer, the lovely, the talented, the legendary Sonia Harcourt. Thanks. <laughs> she has won many adults in her life. They're all on shelves. <laughs> it's out in the living room. It's it's only the first episode we're shooting. It's been a long day. There, that's the so, one. Yes, that's the award. The one. That's there. So all of you at home who can who are watching this on video still can't see it. We'll bring it out later. Yes. Um, so uh, the theme for the next couple of episodes, uh, if you've been paying attention, is clowns. And, and for the specific month of for the specific do you remember what oh it's yes it was uh, clowngasm swallowing swallowing there was a third one spectacular spectacular spooktacular, spooktacular. spooktacular. so clowngasm swallowing spooktacular okay that's gonna look good on the social media so but today we're gonna stick with the uh, the old boring. Um, a uh, miniseries from 1990, kids, from the 20th century, the, the early 1990s, oh, as the, they said. The, or the 1900s, as the, they're calling the, it now. Yes, the late the 1900s. 1900s, yes. Uh, called It, which was a miniseries on television, which honestly was just two episodes, really. Really, yeah. When you think about it. I remember watching this originally, and uh, there, was a, there was a golden time where television horror movies were a lot of fun. And it was almost like they were trying to see how far they could get mm. with the networks. Um, and uh, 1990, I think, was probably the peak because the late 80s, because horror was so hot, they were taking a lot more chances on television. Um, it, uh, most of you are familiar with the story. The way this is broken up is the first episode, which if you watch it on streaming, it's one three-plus-hour three thing, but it was basically two two-hour movie events, as they would call it. Uh, the first episode takes place uh, mostly through flashbacks. We are introduced to the characters, um, the, the writer character, the architect character. Um, the as adults. Fashion, yes, yeah. as adults. Um, and as they get a phone call from Tim Reed uh, from WKRP in Cincinnati, um, uh, saying, hi, it's Mike. It's happened again. And then dum 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 fade out to flashbacks. Flashbacks. Right. Now, what's interesting is since this was made in 1990, the flashbacks all took place in the 1950s. Yeah. Right. Which for me was cool because it was a flashback to the 50s. Whereas now the remake, the flashback to the 80s, because that seems to be what people do. So um it was interesting for me to watch them flashback to the 50s because I'm so used to these flashbacks to the 80s. It was just weird mm. to say, oh, yeah, right. So that was old at the time. Um, <laughs> then um, uh, the second episode, 
uh, they are full adults, and they all get together, and they decide to fight Pennywise the Clown, who had been plaguing them in the first episode. Played, of course, by the immortal... Oh, Tim Curry. There you go. Um, I'll try to control myself. That's okay. <laughs> and you had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Curry I this year. Did. I did. Oh, my God. Ever so briefly, but yeah, I gotta, I, I'll try and find the picture later, maybe. But I got a picture with Tim Curry at Monster Palooza this year. Um, I still cry when I see the picture because, like, holy, I, I just, I, I don't know how he's not a bigger deal to more people because he is just such an instrumental part of like my growing up and just being an actor, wanting to act. He was hugely important to that for me. So yeah, it was. One of the more incredible experiences, I like knelt down and I said, it's such an honor to meet you, Mr. Curry. And he literally goes, oh, please just call me Tim. And what is your name, my dear? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I, I didn't say that, but I inside. From now on, just call me. Can someone get me a glass of water, please? <laughs> Seriously, whatever you need, sir. <laughs> So in uh, the second episode, um, or the second part, rather, they're the adults. They go after Pennywise and uh, relatively ambitious stuff for, for the time. Yeah. Um, turns into an animated spider done by Dave Allen. Yeah. Uh, and I remember seeing at the time, I'm like, are they going to do the spider? Because I'd read the book. Oh, and, okay. And, and, and um, I was like, you know, it's network. It's ABC. They're going to cop out. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, right down to the part where all, they're all grabbing and they're just grabbing spider meat and throwing it all over the place. It was it was pretty gruesome for 1990. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course they win and then they all go back to their lives and they forget about everything and that's uh, pretty much the show. They all lived happily ever after. Exactly. So that was it, 1990. In a nutshell, thank you very much. See you next week. Good night, everyone. Sponsored by Dom Perignon. <laughs> I just noticed that on this on this rewatch. I'm like, every time there is alcohol, it is a bottle it's of Dom Perignon. Yeah. Yes. Every time. I'll tell you something. For people who are traumatized, they were all pretty goddamn successful. Oh, yeah. Well, they they acknowledge well, that a, yeah, in the it, library scene. And in the book as well. They yeah. talk about that. How, like, Mike sort of staying behind. Right. Sacrifice. And they all became unusually successful. Right. Yeah, they, they acknowledge that. But it... I don't know if they ever explain it, Yeah, they acknowledge it. Yeah. Well, okay. what it is is because the further they get away from Derry, mm. the less they remember everything. Yeah. And it, the less it's keeping them, keeping their fears away from them and keeping their um, their inabilities to l- l- do things like succeed or or or, or stay as children. Mm. Um, it's Joe's a, it's also, a, it's. <laughs> Joe's not used to uh, traumatized people being successful. Oh. Oh, super tech spicy today. Oh, my. This has just been from like 7 a.m. to now has just been like, you know, bend Joe over and, and just sit, stick a hot poker up no, his ass. No, we love you. So, no, Stop. not just, no, I'm not talking about Stop just you. Stop it. The poker wasn't hot. I, we I'm not just lube. talking about you. It's everything, what? everything. Clients, work, everything. I've just, fuck it. I'm getting, I'm. Done. No. Okay. No, talk. I'm genuinely curious. I want to talk about it because I'm of the, I'm expecting, I don't know, people like my age, like people talk shit about it. Like, oh my God, it's so bad. It's so, I'm like, it's, it's, it's because they don't understand what 
you know, it's like watching when some people complain about a Marvel movie. I put myself back in 1977 when when Captain America was a guy in, on a motorcycle, with a, a motorcycle with helmet, a motorcycle and helmet. shield as the wind as the windshield. It was a transparent Aww. windshield, and it's like you know we we begged for this kind of stuff. Right. I will take a bad Marvel movie, you know, mm-hmm. over over you know the crap that we were fed because it was scared network executives. Keep in mind these guys, uh, um, television production the way my friend harry worksman explains it harry worksman who uh produced uh gray's anatomy um not that i'm dropping names um let me just pick that up for okay you. yeah <laughs> uh explained that it was an apprenticeship program so people grew up as television writers okay. so what happened was you had guys in charge of making decisions who had worked on like 77 sunset strip back in the 1950s so mm-hmm. it was like yeah we can't really do that here we got to gonna do this we're gonna do that here's the budget there you go do so we were lucky i mean even all that, that being have... said though it's i feel like objectively if we're just breaking down how they brought it from book to screen it's well done. great yes. it's not and like just as the acting i mean it was a little more over the top than like the current but that was very 90s as well it was also the yeah. actors it, you know richard I thomas i love that cast I, you can I, I fucking love that cast okay. i really do i will die on that hill i love that cast so much okay. i but it's like uh, i understand people maybe looking at it from like a budget point of view being like it doesn't hold up but overall i think i don't know budgetarily still... i didn't think it was i was surprised at how much production value they put into the the underground and again the spider, mm-hmm. you know, that somebody in, in, at ABC actually decided to reach out to Dave freaking Allen, yeah, you know, to animate the spider. Mm-hmm. And the spider looked like a spider. Yeah, it looked good. It, it wasn't look like, good. you know, off screen, right, right. you know, thing going like this. I just, in general, I always, I, I don't know, maybe because I grew up with it, I have a nostalgia for it too. But like when people talk about how crappy it is and how bad it is, I'm just like, really though? Is in 1990, uh, okay, so I was married a year. So by that time, and I'd known Sandra for three, so my horror diet had plummeted considerably. Mm. So um, the fact that they had put it on TV, I didn't even think Sandra watched it with me. But you were like, she this always hates cl- she hates clowns to begin with. Mm. So I caught it, you know, one night uh, when it was on because I had to, and uh, I I loved it. So I was I was thrilled that they did after Salem's Lot, mm-hmm. which was in my my opinion still the definitive TV version Stephen King. of mm. Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which we really have to do one day. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, it, it, seeing them do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was thrilled. I yeah. was, I really enjoyed it. So watching it the second time. Yeah. Yes. All the, all the cracks are there. Mm-hmm. And, and there are definitely writing constraints. Obviously it's 1100 page book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but Lawrence H. Cohen, not to be uh, mistaken for Larry Cohen. I was going to ask Lawrence H. Cohen, who actually co-wrote Carrie, the screenplay for Carrie. Oh, I did not know that. Um, wrote it, and so you know, uh, uh, given the constraints that he had, mm-hmm. things like you know the network telling him he can't really you know rip Georgie's arm off and right, things like that, right. he certainly did a, a relatively good job of. It still scared people. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, particularly when it came out. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know the issues I always had with it are the issues I have a lot of times with Stephen King's books when they get translated to film. And that's usually the the climax of the film. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with Stephen King's books, he uses metaphor and allegory as if they're actually happening 
in the story. Right. Which a lot of people mistake for that's what it must actually look like. Right. You know, and so with like with the spider, um, you know, it, it's much more allegorical in 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 the, the the script, which makes it way more scary. Mm-hmm. You know, very much like in the stand when he talk about the end with the hand of God coming down, mm. and they sort of literalize that, and it looked kind of a little goofy. Or when um, you know, when they did the TV version of The Shining mm-hmm. with the topiary gardens. Yeah. Well, in the book, that's freaking scary. Yeah. Yeah. But when he literalizes that visually, it's just, it's, it's like, Cheesy. yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it just looks like a, a bunch of, like he's in a puppy mill and there's just yeah. a bunch of puppies yeah. coming after him that just happen to be shaped like hedges or something. Um, and I think so, there are hedges shaped, shaped like puppies. Yes. <laughs> the puppies shaped like hedges. Right. That would have been so a way different. Horrifying. So it was a hedge mill. It was a hedgy mill, if there you will. You go. And I, I do, I will say, like, just, I know we're not going to talk about the new yeah. one, too, but I do like that they touch on that a little bit in the yeah. new one, where yeah. James McAvoy is always, like, everybody's just busting his balls about the ending of his books. Because, obviously, right. the writer character is Stephen King. Right, exactly. I do I do like that they acknowledge that yeah. a little bit, because, yeah, it's it's funny. He's just clearly had it. <laughs> I would like to talk about uh, Richard Thomas's ponytail. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, again, you know, back in the old days, there was a TV show called The Waltons, which uh, Richard Thomas was famous for. And Walt- The Waltons was the TV show that your parents, when they wanted to punish you, they made you watch it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was the- I don't even think they watched it. You know what I mean? I think they just punished you by making you watch it. Like, you, well, that's what I'm saying. That Little like, House on the Prairie. Yeah. I was just going to say Little House yeah. on the Prairie. Oh, I'm no, sorry, I have some Sandra. people who do unironically um, love it. I do know some I, people, yeah. Sandra loves Little House. If she listens okay. to this episode, I'm not going to talk shit about Little House on the Prairie, except when it came out. When that came out and when the Waltons were popular, um, I was really getting into the horror and monster mm. stuff at the time. And as a counterpoint to that, my parents said, you know, we're going to watch the Waltons because it was ba- there was a TV movie that Earl Hammer did called. I forgot what it was, but that was what the genesis of the Waltons were. And the Waltons was it was such a squeaky clean mm-hmm. show about yeah. life of all these people living together in the Depression. And then the re- there's a reason why it was called the Depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. watching that show. It, it made know, the Brady Bunch look like the Manson family. Yeah. Ooh, I think that's a good pitch. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So actually, you know what? I have to throw that this out. That might be a to... little extreme. I'm no, trying hang to think on. of something else hang that on. was more hardcore than the Brady Bunch, but that's no. Where hang on. I, went. I have to. I have. <laughs> I have to give props to my old friend Mark Altman, who made a film called Free Enterprise, which opens with a character pitching a movie about a serial killer in the Brady family home, and it's called mm. Brady Killer. That's nice. cute. So I got. So there that's that's been it's been done. So anyway, Richard Thomas was the <laughs> Richard Thomas was the older character. He was, right, John, he was Boy. John Boy. And every show episode every episode ended with they all said goodnight together. There's a yeah. shot yeah. of the yeah. outside of the house and the lights would go off and here. All goodnight, I Jim, was, Bob. Yeah, yeah, goodnight, Mama. Goodnight, the light would go goodnight out John and, yeah. Boy. And now all I can think of is the family guy joke. It's Good night, John Boy. <laughs> yeah. Good night, John Boy. Light on. God damn it, can't a guy masturbate around here? <laughs> So there you go. So now, so now, if you've ever watched the Family Guy episode, you <laughs> know that yeah, you what that's from. Yeah. Uh, so he was known as a squeaky clean guy, and um, you know he had short hair and that ponytail. Just when he first turns around, because he looks just like Richard Thomas mm-hmm. from the front. Then he turns right. around, and there's like a Wookiee pelt behind him. Right. And 
it's it's like it's 1990. Okay, so 1990 was a weird time in fashion history. Yeah, yeah. The 80s still had an influence to some extent, but then they started acid washing the jeans, and guys were growing their hair a little bit longer. Yeah. Women were wearing mom jeans. Yeah, and, yeah, it was weird. And ponytails. Ponytails were a thing. It was like a it was like a really long mullet. The yeah. '90s ponytail because yeah. you just kept your hair short in the front, and you just grew, and you yep. just kept it in, uh, uh-huh. kept it along in the back, and you tied it. So yes. it was like, and his was tied with like a like an eight foot leather rope. Yes, did you know because it it was really distracting. It just like these big leather things just came coming out of the back of of, of his head. Yes, oh. but that was a look back yeah, then. Yeah, mm. that was a look. There was a guy I worked with at the convention company who adopted that look. Right. And so you're saying for you, like when it came out, that was kind of shocking. Because yeah. he was because, the squeaky clean sort of preppy, yes, exactly, turned, yes. like almost edgy. Yes, yeah, exactly. And okay. all those so, guys, all those guys who had those ponytails back then, yeah, you will now see at every uh, uh, at every um, carnival concert, and their hair is gray, and they mm. still have the ponytails, mm. and they're playing uh, cover tunes from the eighties. Yeah, oh, okay. And they have Hawaiian shirts. I didn't. Realize but they there don't. Was so but the much... point is, they don't have any hair in the front nope. anymore. That's the point. No. So yes. It's... Yes. Right. Right. But they back have no in the day, it yeah. was still the short hair in the front, and then the long ponytail in the back. Yep. It was, and they're all named Glenn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the ponytail was a character of its own. I thought. For you, apparently. For me, yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's just the. It was the beginning of a very horrible period of style in the '90s, which '90s kids may find nostalgic, but between the Jinko jeans. And I'm a 90s child and I hate Jinkos. Oh, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm yeah. not mad about crop tops coming back, though, if I'm being totally honest. It Really? Oh, no. I don't have a complaint. I, I will say a good thing about Richard Thomas in this particular role of his. Yeah. And I thought he did actually a really good, and I'm going to use the word responsible, job of portraying someone with a stutter. 100%. Oh, yes. Agreed. Absolutely. He did a great job. Yeah. yeah. I thought I, he did a terrific job with that. Really, really, really did it justice. Yeah. I yes. thought. And yeah. the fellow who played him younger. Oh God, that forget. he did yeah. a great oh, job. He was Jonathan Brandis. Also, so John All the Wright. kids yes. were great too, but him in particular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He like just his grief was in, in his eyes yeah. so much. It was all, especially when he would start talking about Georgie. You just felt it. Yeah. That kid was amazing. Uh, Seth Green. Yeah, little was, baby yep. Seth Green. Little, you know, yep. tiny, beep, tiny beep, little. Richie. Little baby media mogul yeah. in training. Yeah. Seth, Seth Green. It's like I didn't remember him being in it. So when I saw the credits come up, because back in the old days, they would pack all the credits up front. Mm-hmm. Um, so it said Seth Green. I'm like, oh, okay. Who's he playing? Yeah. Obviously one of the kids. He's but so he cute. played, he, he basically Seth Greened his way through that role. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, thought was, which I thought was great. Um, it was good casting. It was. So the casting, the casting was good. It felt like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Except for some of the stuff they did at the end, um, but John Ritter, I'm a big John Ritter. Oh, fan John Ritter! Well. Oh, God, God, God how John good Ritter? was he in this? R.I.P. I'm, I'm I know. a. Well, also R.I.P. to um, Jonathan Brandis as well. Oh yeah. What? Oh, Jonathan Brandis. Uh, he died at a very early age. It got to be like 23 or something what ridiculous. I forget. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And if. Uh, yeah, 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 Super, Super Dave Tech. Osborne can <laughs> now might really Super Tech Josh. Yes, he died in two thousand three at twenty seven. Mm, I didn't realize. I don't remember what he died of. Yeah, I'm sure it's here somewhere. Oh, oh we... uh, 
he fell into a deep depression and then became an alcoholic and ended his own life. That's oh, correct. Yep. God, he joined the Twenty Seven Club. Huh? Yeah, and he was, oh I think, God. almost like in yeah. the middle of. He was in. Um, I keep saying Deep Space Nine, but that's not it. It was an underwater Deep Space Nine. Oh, with with Roy Scheider oh, and Sequest. Uh, uh, Sequest DSV. DSV. That, that was, was what it, it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. When they were when Star Trek was so hot, they were like, "We're going to do Star Trek, but in the water. We're going to do yeah. Star Trek, but on the land. We're going to mm. do Star Trek, but on this." Yes. It was like, give me a. Star but it was also Trek right, right, roughly right around when like things like the Abyss had come out. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they were like, yeah, how can we combine those two things right, and, then, right. and make a TV was show not a it. bad show. I enjoyed I, that. I, From what I remember of it, I remember really liking it. And and I was also a huge fan of Roy Scheider, Roy Scheider. to begin with. And yeah, yeah, I remember thinking it was a really cool show. Um, <clears throat> so. Spielberg produced it. Yes. I remember that because we were on the, okay, hey, Universal Studios story. <laughs> Here we so. go. Um, the one time I actually had to go into Amblin, uh, Amblin Studios, um, to basically, don't be impressed. I had to deliver a package. Um, but, uh, they had Sequest DSV stuff all over the place. So cool. that's why it takes me back. But, uh, okay, that's it. I'm, I, my, my little, um, fugue state is over now. Well, it's getting back to it. Yes. Yeah, getting back to yes. it. So, so, uh, uh, opinions, um, you, you grew up with this. I did. It was one of the, probably because as we have touched upon before, I'm a sort of late to the game horror fan, but that was just on the border of not too scary, you know, that I could handle it. Uh, Gore was where I really struggled for the longest time. But no, I remember even, and again, I was a kid. So when, when it came out, I was in elementary school and I remember like sitting in the lunchroom going... With all my, fr- I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, with my friends, like, why was it a spider? That was really dumb. Why was it a spider? But you know, we didn't know. Obviously, right. we had no base. But like, that's those were that's the kids, when I watched it. Those, those were the kids who probably said Star Trek. No, it was just know? we did. What what did kids have any reference for for that? Like nobody read the book. We were. I was in fifth grade. Well, we were I, all I just, just have this prejudice about this old prejudice about people who just like, oh, why was it a spider? Well, like, we it's have. It's like they didn't. I'm projecting. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I was in fifth grade. We didn't know. We were well, like, it was you. really cool. Oh, were up you saying until... that? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were no, like, we were, up we were all like they that's were all... like the, my, one of my first memories of oh, it. It's like no, we were I all don't... sitting around the, the lunch table in fifth grade Same going like, spider? we had, that was cool, but it was first. Really? Was, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, actually, if I remember the book correctly, it was a spider-like creature. creature right. Yes. And, you know, it was like, Dave Allen, here's $100. And he was like, okay, I'll give you a spider, you know, but... Uh, whereas in the remake, and I know we're not going to focus on the remake, right. I think they handled that creature very much better. Obviously, yeah. you could do that right. with CGI exactly. and, yeah. and whatever practical they were doing, that it was a creature that you know, morphed a little bit. They were obviously very limited in, in right. the yes. 90s. Yeah, I'm just saying as like a, a child, I had no frame of reference. It was it just seemed odd. To that me. all of a sudden but it was that's, a spider. That's what I'm yeah. saying is like that's how long it's been with me since like fifth grade. And that's an interesting point because, you know, there was no transition. You never actually saw him. No. It was like Pennywise would say something funny, mm-hmm. and then there would be like some some uh, jolt shot of him going ah mm-hmm. with the teeth. Yeah. Never something that indicated that he was really the illusion projected by a spider-like creature. Yeah, exactly. It happened. So now I understand. Once. It did actually happen once, and that was when he, uh, in 
a shockingly bad effect when he gets sucked down the drain in the yes. shower. His oh, hand does yeah, yeah. come up yeah, with the clawed spider hand. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the oh, only wow. time they ever oh, make that a... Scene. Uh... That claymation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Again, really... they were limited. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I have a fun Tim Curry fact about on that movie. Oh. Uh, I can never remember the name of the actual phobia. If the text would like, maybe like to look up the fear of clowns. Clowns. The legit... yeah. Oh, oh right. What? Okay. Clownophobia. Cholera. Cholera. Okay. Cholera. So it's not fear yes. of cholera. Tim Curry. Okay. By the way, both Super Tech Jake and Super Tech Josh are here yes, today. Yes, we have both today. And Super Tech Jake, I tell you right now, probably has is a library of phobias. Oh. He like he just studied like not that he has phobias in himself, but like for some reason fascinates. He's fascinated yeah. with phobias. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. pe when people say, like, oh, I'm scared of clowns, you like, yeah, yeah, okay, they're creepy. But, like, when it's the phobia, it's a legitimate. Right. right. So he had a clause in his contract that there could be no reflective services around him when he was in makeup or getting put into makeup because it would trigger, like, that horrible inducing anxiety. And, yeah, apparently he almost got a makeup girl fired because, like, she had a compact in her hand while doing his makeup at one point. Oh, really? So yeah. he has a, he a has legitimate fear of clowns. He has crippling, yeah. Which... Very interesting as yeah. to take, obviously, to take on said role. But, yeah. Which brings me to a point that might be <laughs> controversial. Oh. I didn't think he was really good in the role. Before we go down this rabbit hole, he also almost played Joker, which is like one of the other famous. But but the animated. Right, but still. Yeah. But still, it, yeah, I know. Yeah. Now we have to deal with this. It felt. <clears throat> yeah, you didn't think I, he was good. You, I thought you. Well, let me okay. Let me rephrase. Leave. That's fine. Let me rephrase. It felt. It felt like he just came onto the set, did his lines, added a little bit of menace, just a little, but it it felt like he was just inserted. I didn't get the sense of menace from him that you would typically get from Tim Curry when he's really on. And I'm wondering if he took the role for a particular reason, had the fear of clowns, did that have an impact on his performance? I would and be curious. I, to I know... think it's I I agree with a little bit of both of those things. I think he was probably inserted into it. Mm -hmm. However, I do think his performance was when you look at the, just the he scared the shit. Thus, the subtleties in his performance. It when, you know, still freaks me out, though. Okay, well, I, I still can't it, I watch agree. the end think, of the original The Fly. I, it's you know, this, I because agree. it still you know fucks me up. I don't so. know. I did the the dichotomy of like the bad dad jokes with just the knowledge that he's eating children. I think it worked. I don't know. It to me, it was. There are these subtleties in his performance yeah. that that like he does this thing where his lip quivers mm -hmm. right right when he transitions from being a clown mm -hmm. to it snares, but then there's a quiver in his lip. Mm -hmm. It's really that he subtle. When, it's whenever he transitions from yeah the the bad clown jokes to like saying something like I'm gonna eat you and your right. children and or kill you all. Mm -hmm. You know it's these little that, like, subtle little, things that that yeah. choices that he makes as an actor that are just incredible. Um, lighting might have had something to do with it. He was outside a lot. Um, and my complaint, as I have mm -hmm. about a lot of TV movies um, at the time, is that it's classic studio lighting. Mm -hmm. The yeah. lighting did yeah. not feel moody at all. No. no, that that I guess if you're trying to be that, but I mean, to me, that almost kind of made it scarier. Was that he almost looked like such a normal clown, and that it's. You know this sunny, bright outfit with the makeup out in daylight, and yet it inside he's. 
when, I don't know. But when he transitioned, mm-hmm. you know, I felt oh, you there could like have more... been more atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, definitely. This, this that's thing fair. felt like yeah. the atmosphere was sucked out of it. That's fair. That's, that's fair. That's, that's so maybe. Yeah, I'm, I was very aware I was watching on... a set. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. Especially the uh, the sequence in the library when all the stuff started flying around. Yeah. It, it felt that's fair. It felt yeah. like, you know. I, but I mean, to me, then that's more of a critique of the set and the lighting than him per se. And you, you know, this is why I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it because as it's coming out of my mouth, yeah. I'm saying, no, that's not quite right. It's not his performance. It was just whatever, at whatever situation he would pluck plunked into. Yeah. It didn't feel like I it, would it be was really I, capturing him. I wonder if it happened after he almost had, cause he did in fact do four episodes of the animated series. He did do four of the beginning right. uh, as the Joker. And mm-hmm. they were basically like, sorry, you're too scary. Interesting. So I wonder if he, if that was before, if he went into that, maybe he did hold back a little bit. Yeah, they felt roughly around the same time. You know? Animated series was 89. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that happened and he was like, well, shit, I just lost this amazing job because I was too intense. Maybe he did hold back then because of that. That it, yeah, it didn't because we've seen we all know everything Tim Curry's done, and it's not like he's an over actor. He no, hits but that he's perfect pitch. He's a very theatrical yes. performer. Yes, when you see him as darkness in Legend, mm. that's that that puts chills on my yeah. forearm whenever right. I see that. So that no, that's... which by the way, my absolute favorite full body makeup appliance. Oh, oh yeah, one of the greatest designs of anything I've ever seen. Gorgeous. Yeah, really yeah. compared to Predator or Alien, I think so in some ways. Okay. In terms it, it of feels just more of like a makeup look as opposed to like yeah. costume. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it, it, there's ah, just something opposing point. about it. Yeah. The, the fact that he's he, he's literally standing on these weird stilts that are still yes. then still uh, 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 repurposed into the into the makeup itself. Mm-hmm. And, well, I will say this here here okay here are my list of of awesome com- uh, character designs. My absolute favorite is Pinhead. Nice. Then comes Darkness. Then comes the Predators. Then comes the Terminator. Is the Xenomorph the Z- I was it? just going to say, no Xenomorph. Then the Xenomorph. Oh, sorry. <laughs> After Terminator. Yes. Like, How could you have... <laughs> and they're yeah. not necessarily in a particular order. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm with my, you. It's just... It's, it's a, yeah, it's a snow globe of things that, well, wherever it settles is whatever Sidebar, I'm watching at the time. Have you ever seen the original Predator design? Yes. <laughs> like the with John Claude Red Van Red Lobster? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dodge that bullet, eh? Yeah. Wow. Actually, the Red Lobster was not what the monster would have looked like. That was what they used for the... No, yeah, that was but that was for the CGI. Yeah, that yeah. was for the, the right, keying but out. It was but still, the, the shape of it was wrong. Yeah. wrong. Actually, the Red Lobster is where they went after the show was yeah. over. Yes. Because that's all the budget they had left. There's something Dad about jokes. the helmet in Prey that really reminds me of the lobster. Oh, I still have to see Prey. Yeah, Dude. me too. I know, I know. Yes, yes, I see, need you're to right. Re-down- so I need to good. re-download Hulu. I know. That's an excellent yeah. That's an excellent point. I because I took it... You're thinking maybe it was deliberate. Yeah. I don't know because I when I when I saw the 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 predator and prey, it looked to me more like more jackalope, more um, chupacabra. Yeah. Ah. It was, it was, so it felt more like animal skull. But... Yeah. Yeah. And so it totally looks interesting. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So glad they didn't go with that. Yeah. yeah. So the mandibles are fucking everything. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, but Stan Winston. Yeah. Yep. Greatest monster maker since um, James Whale and uh, the Westmore family. We have yep. a. Actually, it wasn't Stan Winston that came up with the mandibles. It was James Cameron. J- was it James Cameron? They, they yes. were having a, a plane together. Yep. That's true. And yeah. he was sketching out designs of the Predator. And, and he was like, you know what we haven't seen idea. in a minute? Yeah. Mandibles. Mandibles. And he wanted to see it on a movie monster. Yep. 
That's true. So it, what, I did not it was, know that because I know like everybody else. It was worked born on the thing, from a I conversation between the two of them, though. But this yeah, is why you need two super <laughs> <laughs> I was always under the mytho- mythological impression it was Stan Winston, it was Tom Woodruff, it was it was Alec Guinness, it was Steve Wang. It was those were the four guys working on oh, the it was, different yeah. parts of, of the, of the predator. predator. But the, the yeah. mandibles in particular know. was yeah. a yeah. It was Cameron's idea. It was like you know what I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know what would be cool? Yeah, there's enough, you know there's enough phallic-looking monsters you out know there. What? You know, we should have something that perhaps is a little fair to the other side of the... Uh... <laughs> we need a pussy face. Or put more succinctly, yes. I mean, they call it that in the second one. I'm did, not being you, that were, were you guys Were you guys doing James Cameron or a 50s gangster? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what we need? We need one of those that pussy one, faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Those penis looking creatures. I'm, saying, I'm giving James yeah. Cameron some credit because I know a lot of people who like to, I mean, and for good reason to kind of bust his balls a little bit. But he what, what, he was right about mandibles. What, 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 what good reason do they give James for what am I missing? He's not an easy director. Oh, no, around. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, his ego. Well, oh, yeah, that whole, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I, I think he's earned a big ego when every <laughs> single movie I, he's made has been the greatest film ever made. Uh, I have a problem with Avatar. Yeah, Avatar puts me asleep, that, man. It, it changed CGI forever. It though. did, but you know what? You know what else also changed CGI forever? Captain Captain Tomorrow and the City of the Future. What the fuck was that movie? Oh, you're, you're talking about uh, Cap- Sky Captain. Sky Captain and the City of Tomorrow. Sky that was Captain and Avatar. Sky Captain is really and the guy who directed. I don't remember the name. The guy who did Sky Captain got fucked with a capital PH because he made that film basically as a way of showing Hollywood, hey. We can make movies without having to build any sets. Yeah. So he basically was George Lucas before George Lucas, you know, did that kind of thing. And I don't know. He wasn't cool enough. He didn't mm-hmm. know how to network. He had a bad agent, whatever, but never worked again. Let it be stated he actually did that after George Lucas did that twice. It was 2004, 1999, uh, and then 2002 were the first two Star Wars movies. What first two stars? No, no, no. The, the, the prequels. The, fir- the first two the first abominations. Two yes. That. The prequels. Right. The abo- right. Those awful. <laughs> yes. Those. Hey, you know what we got out of those? Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can I forgive everything else because we got that. I will. I will say that. Yes. Doing a dead on uh, Alec Guinness impression. Oh, my God. Seriously. Oh. So, yeah. So. Um, so good. So it. Uh, so uh, it in in uh, so it, driving it, back onto it, the stabby, stabby road. road, right? It's we've been out of practice. Uh, hey, you've been out of practice. I'm, always, I'm just I'm punchy. Exactly. We always um, kind of take punchy. the van on detours. Always. I guess. Uh, who directed this? Does everybody know? Yes. The, it it was oh. Tommy Lee Wallace, who also directed Sonia. I know. Hang on. Yeah, no, I know Tommy. To Lee Wall- yeah, I'm not allowed to answer. It's um. Was it's it the, the second Halloween? No, Halloween 3. Halloween yeah. 3, Season of the Witch. See, sorry. Tommy was a longtime collaborator with John yes, Carpenter. I'm nodding yes. my head like I knew that. So I could look, <laughs> I, to be honest, important. I did not I realize did not that was Tommy that Lee was... who did this. Yep. Sick. I love that. Didn't he also, didn't he direct Halloween 2 as well? He did not. But he, he was involved. No, somebody he? directed Halloween 2 that was another yes. or what, was collaborator it? with Carpenter. Yeah. I thought he was involved somehow in the second one too. But Probably maybe did the not. music. It was Rick Rosenthal. Rick Rosenthal, ah. correct. And they were all, yeah, they were all Carpenter Carpenterians. Yeah. <laughs> the also the writer for this, Lauren D. Cohen, wrote like 
everything he's done was a Stephen King adaptation. Yeah, Carrie. He wrote mm. the original. He wrote. The, he wrote the original Carrie and the 2013 remake. Oh, and wow. the Tommy Knockers. He wrote. Knockers, yeah, and he did the TV show of Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Busy. Which was also Stephen King. Yeah. God, Stephen King has written so much. Oh, he's. So he's it's, it's uh, what I saw a, a, a meme the other day of like George R. R. Martin saying, "Well, I'll get to finish this eventually." Stephen King says, "Like already done." Yeah. <laughs> Next. Great, it's like yeah. It's you know, like a how great hour long interview with the two of them. Ooh. It's oh, that's so must... so good. And Martin's like slitting his wrist. The whole time. <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah. No, what happens is George R. R. Martin is trying to get one sentence out, but by that time Stephen King has already had fifteen conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know how like you like you never you ever hang out with like an artist and like as you're no. talking they might like draw a picture of you. Oh God, That's yeah. That's like that Stephen King. Like when you're done, you're like, you just he's like the guy on the subway who hands you yeah, like a, a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I'm all right. I actually have one of those. On here's my a book. Wall it's called there. Subway Guy. It really? No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. Like, but yeah. If you're on the subway talking yeah. to him. I have one of those back there. Actually. I've been on the subway I've, in so long, and I feel so bad because I didn't realize what was happening at the time. And he's like, "If you can, please tip." And this was before social media, so I could right. never find the guy. But right. yeah, he like handed, and I was like, "Oh, oh. Mm. it's really cool." I, I wonder what it's like to be that talented. Just be like, "Well, look here, art it's, uh, masterpiece." It's not easy, <laughs> but um, so modest. <laughs> it's really for you, Joe. It was just the trauma holding you back. That's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's going to be for the Patreon members. It's just going to be me talking for an hour about uh, my parents. Um, so according to the GPS, we're right just close to getting back on Stabby Road. Oh, OK. Just, just right. So, sort of. Yes. So back to it. It's like when I went back and I revisited season one of Twin Peaks. I remember how revolutionary it was mm. when I was watching it live the first time. Right. Okay. We even have we would have cherry pie and coffee watch parties, you know, at the time. And so much time has passed that it it just feels dusty mm. and creaky and um, I I tried very hard to get back into it but it's like Wait, about Twin all, Peaks all, or it uh, it oh okay. same thing yeah. uh, same problem I had yeah. with watching Twin Peaks um, you couldn't get quite back into it no and of course the whole when I realized that they decided they they constructed the entire first half of it around the time between commercial break to commercial break mm. yeah where it was like okay um, guy gets phone call. Stares into space. Flashback. Flashback. Yeah. Okay. And then back to him again. Commercial. Looking scared. Mm. And then dum da dum. Yeah. You know? Tum to tum tums. So I had so knowing those tropes, you know, it was like, okay, so here we go again. And knowing yeah. how formulaic television was at the time. And the fact that whoever executive produced this thing was probably some seventy year old guy who who started on Mannix. Mm-hmm. Um Saying, all right, you got to, here you go. You got to give me 15 pages uh, between here. And then you got, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. So that all and takes you out of it way too much. Completely. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, I think I'm probably a little biased with, too, how much I enjoy it. Because mm. it's certainly just nostalgia heavy for me. And God bless yeah. you for it. And, and, but and I remember I'm, enjoying it because it just wasn't done. Yeah. It was revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking back at it now, one of, one of the budget constraints I noticed is in the writing. Because you could, because a lot of things that, like, I don't, again, I don't want to keep comparing it to the remake, that they had the money to show. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it, a right. lot of there was so much exposition and dialogue. Yeah, it was a lot more like that. It was tell. like, yes. yeah, it was yeah. more like, like here's the thing that happened that we don't have the money to actually show yeah. you, and yeah. I'm going to talk about it for ten straight minutes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I also noticed, like you saying, like where they were like kind of trying to package it. Rend, I never noticed it in 
in the book, is it every 27 years? It's every 27 it's every years. Because right. in this, they say 30. 30. Every 30. They yeah. like round up just to make the numbers easier oh, because or something. Right. It came out in 1990, so then yeah. it was 1960. Right, yeah. so they wanted it to, so, yeah. And yeah, 1960, I just, that was a, just like I'm, 1990 was sort of like that edge between the, the 80s, 80s and the 90s. And the 90s 1960 yeah. is sort of like, it still feels like the 50s, 50s but right. even though there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. there's rockets there's coming. There's also a weird string of coincidences with the number 27 and like productions of the It movies. Yeah. Really? Well, this came out in 1990, well, right. and the remake came out in 2017, exactly 27 years later. And oh. Jonathan, been trying to do Jonathan it died at 27 years old. That's right. Yeah. Jonathan died at 27. There's okay. a lot of 27s. Yeah. Interesting. Of these movies. Wow. Interesting. Very, Very interesting. interesting. So does that mean that in... I'm not a math guy. I'm not a math so girl. So 18 more years, we're going to see another version of It? <laughs> well, we are getting a TV show soon. Really? They're, getting a TV uh, show. they're doing a Pennywise the, show. It's, it's a, a prequel to the, the movie. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so it predates well, cool. the the Losers Club. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Because I was gonna say what I well then you know you know what's gonna happen if it pre if it predates it it's gonna be a prequel. They're probably gonna put it in the eighties because I'm smelling no just because it's, it's gonna be in like the eighteen hundreds when the Gary oh found even it. better okay yeah. good yeah, that, I thought that, they were gonna like pull the Stranger Things it's like yeah let's put some fuchsia and blue yeah, on the poster yeah. no. I mean, because they already, uh, like, that was the the Losers Club in the reboot. They were growing up in the 80s, right? Well, that's what I figured. So so it would be, like, maybe adults in the 80s having to go revisit. Ah. That was the other thing I did. Sorry. No. Just finish this point. Because I found a bunch of the 27 Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm so curious about what... What I did like about... um, I enjoyed watching the fact that the uh, uh, the the uh, flashbacks did take place in 1960. Because Mm -hmm. since it was in such close proximity to 1960, that... It wasn't hard to go shoot locations that still felt like 1960. Yeah. To have props and costumes yeah. that were 1960, and um, the 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 funny thing was listening to all the offhanded pop culture references, uh, you know, like Hyo Silver. Mm, right. Okay. Yeah. Ten points to anybody in our audience that knows what Hyo Silver means. Yeah. The Lone Ranger, his, his, his horse, and he would go, Ohio Silver. Oh, were you like waiting for me to answer? I'm no, I was sorry. waiting for the audience to answer. Right. Our... Oh, okay, because I actually didn't know that. Okay, okay fine. Yeah, yeah, they... But he grew up with me, so. But then they were making references to like Hopalong Cassidy and yeah. all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, now I can understand why people don't, because it's like they're speaking another language. Yeah. And yeah. it was yeah. so chock full of, just to remind you guys in the audience, this is 1960. We're going to start using all these phrases and stuff. And it's like speaking old English. <laughs> might as well be Chaucer. Yeah. I have to say, though, that like the, watching it this time around with a more critical eye growing up with it, I never I knew that there was a past, obviously, like when they were kids, it was a different time. But mm-hmm. to me, they never there was never like this establishing like this is a different time era. And so for whatever reason, this time I was like, why are the bullies like greasers? Yeah. Oh, oh it's 90. Right. right. That's Ni- why. 90 minus 30 equals 60. And that's so. literally the only thing that took, because everything else was kind of just generic. And like you were saying that the locations were easy enough to, it was generic enough that I wasn't so, like the 90s and the yeah. fashion was so similar. And if that you watch, that was yeah. the only one that's. If you read or watch any Stephen King yeah. book, all the bullies are look exactly like that. he had an Funny. issue. Yeah. He had there was Clearly. something going on. There was something I, in the fifties sure that he was that picked traumatized up by, him royally by yeah. Danny Zuko apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Stephen King was able to turn his trauma into great success. Oh, right. God, he is. Wow, I don't know these... what I did. To, did I do something to? 
No, I mean, Jake is the one who had to go out and take the two Uber, the three, the thirty-five Ubers today to get the the freaking cord so Steve Barton can be on later. You know, Josh is just sitting there saying, "I'm gonna let's see." He's doped up on allergy meds. He's not himself. Okay, great. Both on allergy meds. They're not going to remember a single thing later. Oh, wait till we play this back. That's, that's going to be awesome. You know, I much. want to talk about... Uh, Anything Den- else, please. I want to talk about Dennis Christopher for a second. Oh, yes. Which one? Thank is, you. I'm he sorry? plays Eddie, the kid with the... with The, the, the inhaler. The inhaler. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There, there are two things about him. One, um, I never. you don't really think of how good an actor he is until you see where he first started, which right. is in a, a horror film called Fade to Black. Yes. Oh, and he Great was he played film. yeah he played a teenager who was both a serial killer but also like a fanatic of like this sort of Marilyn Monroe esque star. Interesting. And did he work in a movie theater? I forget that. It's been a while. since I don't remember I've seen if he worked in the movie oh, theater, but, but, he, but, he, but he also made himself up. Yes, as characters, and and the one that you see a lot is when he's painted himself as Dracula. Yes, exactly. And and that's um, sort of the the icon iconic right, exactly. image of the movie. So it's basically the movie The Fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was basically that. Yeah. Okay. Where um, he was, cool. a, but he was also in um, uh, Breaking Away. Yes. Um, which is a, not a horror film, but no. it's uh, just a nice little slice of life. You know, people living in a college town, yeah. and the, the 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 rich kids come into the college town, and mm-hmm. the poor townies live around. Sort of like you know, a better version of Goodwill Hunting. Okay. It's um, and he plays a guy who. Who's kind of caught in the middle of where he is and where he wants to be, right? And he does such a good job in that film. What uh, what I loved about his performance in this is back in the days when you couldn't say gay. Mm. I was going there. Okay, yeah. then I, I was going. Could, there. No, no, no. It. Go ahead, go do it. Uh, he did yep. an amazing job of projecting, of talking to people who probably identified with that, right? Yeah. While staying within whatever the uh, the restrictions the network forced on him it was very clear yeah there's a great moment at the restaurant when they go who are you seeing and he like he does that like the alec guinness thing you know about Mm -hmm. with the clone wars yeah and he just sort of stumbles for a second and he goes like i'm not seeing anybody at the moment but it was also clear that there was a relationship between him and the other limo driver of the company that he Mm -hmm. ran Mm -hmm. because they make a point of him saying goodbye and it's it really is that sort of it was the more, that, that Casablanca yes. shot of yeah. him like going away. It was and... not employer employee yeah. at all. No, so... they, and they touch on and, that more abruptly. Yeah, yeah. And, and Pennywise actually goes, "Where are you having your, you know, where are you having your love?" And he goes, "How are you having your love?" Right. Yeah. It's yeah. or like when Stan's head is in the fridge, he's like. How's your sex life? What's your sex life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that's that's actually what that I was referring to. It wasn't, yeah. Penny, it wasn't Pennywise. It was, it yes. Was Stan's it was his, head. Yeah. yeah. That's correct. And then like, even like later at the very end, right before they go and face the spider, he like confesses his virginity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, which is 1990, 1980s TV code for gay. gay. Exactly. Yep. You yep. know? So I, I, he's, I, I think he was really the standout for me in my opinion, performance-wise. I love John Ritter, and I love the fact that John Ritter played against type because mm-hmm. he was yeah. known as, you know, uh, the wacky guy from Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, Christopher, he just did a great, terrific job. And in this, it was interesting because they do an interesting thing because in the book, he's actually married. Right. So you're never sure if he was closeted and married. Mm. And here he's still just living with his mother. And I think it was just a right. way it, of yeah, shortcutting yeah. the visuals of knowing who he was and all these sort of things. Because it would have been too confusing, I think, to say it's like it's, it's almost like putting it, you know, behind a wall, behind another wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You right. Know? 
um, if they if he had been closeted and 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 married at the time. So they, you know, right. He yeah. has a relationship with his mother, you know, which is always again horror movie signs back in the early days must be gay mm-hmm. right. because yeah, yeah. he's so close with his mother. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's uh to project that in nineteen ninety was astounding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Now, whatever happened to him? Did he pass away? I have no idea. Dennis Christopher? I yes. don't know. Because uh, there are actors who you think whatever happened to them, and then mm. you find out that they're on some obscure streaming thing. Right. I know he did. A, season, I know he. You know, like and, I know he was. He worked for a long time in a did. bunch of different things. So if only. Was, thank you. He is on a bunch of those obscure streaming shows. Aww. Um Good. He was in Prisoners, which is phenomenal, and ah. Django Unchained, which is also phenomenal. Who was he in Django? Django? Who was he? Leonide Mogai. Oh, Leonide Mogai. He was Leonide Mogai. You're being sarcastic, Did you know he right? Was Leonide Mogai? Is there a picture of his character? Hold on. Because I'm like, huh? <laughs> I, it was very hard to Thank do you. that no, without they... saying Leonid Mogwai. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's really good. Django, Thank you. Thank you. I try. Leonardo. Oh, because I'm only getting Leonardo to okay. <laughs> No other Leonardo. I'm only getting Leonard Brezhnev. It's. <laughs> oh, it's this guy. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. That was him. Yes. He's Candy's assistant. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for, my God. Good for him. He looks and great. He's, he's, he's so he's still alive. alive. He's is he still, still alive. Excellent. Good for him. He's still good. Good. Oh, we yay. need to now we wish he now we wish he had bigger roles because he's such a good actor. Yeah. yeah, well maybe he's you know, or maybe he's working actor. Yeah, well that's exactly. it. He just goes yeah. home like Claude Rains. Claude Rains would leave every day at six o'clock and go home and hang out with his family. And, and just be and uh, there there are so many actors just wanna be working. Yeah. And there's this great That's why soap operas exist. If if I can if I can steer off the Sabre Road for a second, there's actually a great line that if you don't get acting if you're not an actor it's funny and if you are an actor it's both funny and sort of revelatory it's in the show barry where the 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 woman who's the actress's character's name i forget not susan but but she's talking about um a bunch of like successes and she actually says like meryl streep or kaylee cuoco and and if you're if you're not an actor, that's actually a funny thing. But if you are an actor, you're like, yeah, I understand that yeah. Yeah. because they're constantly working. Yeah, absolutely. It was Sally. Sally, Sally. yes, yeah. Sally's character. Yeah, and that's what that is. If he's satisfied working, yeah, then he that's a need, wonderful like, thing. Academy yeah. Award. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm that actor. I'm like, I'm yeah. just happy to work. Yeah, just happy to work. Period. Yeah. Saying absolutely. that to a potential director. Just to the world. Just happy to work, Mr. Director. Well, no, seriously, well, I, just, well, I fucking love yeah. working. Okay, you guys, yeah, well, this is October, so we we can say that that we are working together. Yeah, I know that's yes, I, I, okay. that was a that was a yes. an inside note. I'm really happy. I still can't go into it, but and it's are. not porn. It's, no, not, it's not porn. As nope. much as I tried to push you into doing it, like he just would not. I would I not will do not do porn. Oh, you mean directing? I no, I could direct porn, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just be too. I would uh, unless there's a very very niche role for me to do. I'm not doing. Well, I may not do there's niches. Yeah, there are niches. niches. Well, you can do a non-sex cameo when I make my next parody that I know the super techs are stoked about too. That yeah. I won't talk about. Oh, you have to tell us off camera. Yeah. you know what? We've already talked about it. I'm here um, to deliver wait, the yeah, pizza. Wait, okay. I don't know. wait, yeah, wait. I want an off camera. Now. Your okay. your pizza's here. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> You guys are all doing a porn, 
and nobody has asked me to be involved in any way. It's not even hit true. the ground running yet, true. dude. Okay. No, it's it's like literally the the someday, like maybe next year when Eric and I can maybe have a budget, it'll be our first feature. Well, life. I'll work for free and okay. I just want to be the drunk guy on the bench. That's it. There actually be... is the, a drunk guy character. Done. So there we Done. go. Okay. Fun. Wonderful. Okay. That's awesome. it. Awesome. It'll be my first non-sex role in a porn film. Good so, for you. Everybody has. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> Alex, Julia, Sandra, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you didn't make any cameos in the Skinamax movies. Back I haven't in the made. Day? I did not make any cameos no. in the Skinamax, and even so, that's I don't consider the Skinamax movie I made a porn film. That's fair. That was just a travesty. I was in film. a low-budget feature film that wasn't porn, but it starred a bunch of porn actors. Really? Oh, okay. And, and uh, uh, oh crap, what's your name? From The Exorcist. Um, Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Blair. What was it called? I cannot remember now. And it starred a bunch of porn people. The main character was, uh, there's a, he's, he's a porn actor, an adult film actor. If I showed you his face, you would know exactly who he was. We're going to put I, the title on the screen right now. Are you? Well, we will. Oh, okay, yes, we will. Remember it. I, I'll find it. The Oddly enough, is... I think it's actually in my IMDb. I'm so curious now. Yeah. yeah, we can't. We can't just move but on. But the from main this. guy, yeah, the main guy, and and I'm just. I think I'm just greeting guests or something. When was or, this? Oh my god, this was the late we'll 80s, early this. 90s. We'll put, never mind. We'll talk about your IMDb later. Is it called Bad Blood? <laughs> it's what? Is it Bad Blood? It is called Bad Blood, but it was had it had a different name when it came out. Was that the yeah, one with Linda, Linda Blair? Blair? Chuck yeah, Vincent. Chuck Vincent. Vincent. Vincent directed it. Yep. Legendary, but who's the act? Who's the male star? George, no, uh, Randy Spears. Randy, Randy Spears. Spears. Ah, okay. Yeah. I think was Randy Spears. Junior? He was actually quite nice. He was Amber actually Lynn's, very, yes. Amber Lynn's brother. In real life, or yes, in real life. Uh, I Amber hope Lynn's not because I I have memories of them doing scenes together. Then it wasn't Randy yeah. because okay, Amber good. Lynn's brother uh, was also in the porn business too. And okay. no, it was way before the days, as you all know, of, of the. Uh, you know, families having sex with each other in the in the clips. First of all, that obviously which not. I know it's no. not, but it's it's yeah. Okay, we got to wrap up. Beep, beep, we do. Beep, oh, we were just getting yes. interested. I know we, you had more of the twenty seven stuff, right? It's real. It's not a ton. Okay. All right. Um, September eighth, twenty seventeen was when the remake came out. Mm -hmm. If you add up nine eight. Two one seven twenty seven. But the sequel came out September sixth, twenty nineteen. And if you add those numbers up, that is also twenty seven. Wow. Oh my god! And all of the kid actors are exactly twenty seven years apart in age. So the kid actors from the original and the kid actors from the remake are twenty seven years apart in age. Are you serious? Yeah. In, in the I'm remake or in the original? No, today. But then the kids from the remake are twenty seven years younger than the kids from the original. Oh yeah. my God! Really? That's yeah. Wild! Wow! That's weird. whoa! That's, isn't that? Yeah. That's freaky. Yeah. Okay then. I wonder if the release dates were like almost deliberate. Then that seems they like. Couldn't have been because they were trying, they were trying to, to make this movie. For a movie while. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure as they got closer, they were like, "Oh, we that's have what an I mean." Like here. that's and like, if it was as, a right. stunt, they would have been. I think they would have been a little. I don't Maybe remember it being that more, all that out there in the PR. Interesting. That's freaky. Wow. I like it. Wow. I like freaky stuff. You have to pay that number. The number 27? Yes, number That's, 27. It. That's it. And before before just we go, I do need to, I, I definitely want to touch uh, very quickly on the the, the, the creature of Pennywise mm -hmm. in the book mm. actually has a bit of a nemesis. 
Really? And he is a peaceful love turtle, which they never used. Yes, Jake. His name is Matterin. His name is Matterin, yeah. I was about to be like, and is his name has... Gamera? No, he wasn't Gamera, which would have been excellent. Because <laughs> Gamera is friend to all children. He yes, is, he's friend. He is yes, peaceful and love he's made turtle. of turtle meat. <laughs> and um, for those of you who watch Mystery Science Theater. Anyway. I'm sorry. And... And uh, not only is he in this book, he's actually a, a, a large character who plays a big, heavy role in all the Dark Tower books. Really? Yes. Well, he's a protector of the Dark Tower. He's a protector of the Dark oh, Tower, yes. Oh, so there's this other, just whole yeah, he's other sort of backstory. The yin. He's the yin to so the yin. Pennywise's, yeah. So, cool. that, so in other words, uh, the Pennywise saga was really an episode of happy happy joy joy love turtles love turtle yes again a character so. that if you if you made him literal would have been sort of Stupid. laughable to see right. well in the remake there anytime there is like severe danger but the kids are safe there is some sort of there is a, sort of turtle. Turtle. There is a turtle in the shot yes oh so One sort of, of like oranges sort of yeah. like oranges yeah. in the in the godfather yeah. yeah. Of, okay. But more it. like a harbinger of good. Holy right. shit, I need to rewatch it now. No, yeah, now I need to rewatch oh, that. Oh, that's too. Awesome. awesome. Oh, I love see, I had no idea that was a thing. God, I need to read the book. Can we okay. do a gamma episode? I would love to do a gamma. We should do. Well, episode. we should, we should do, do a kaiju episode. We should do a kaiju episode. Definitely. That would be but there's so many kaiju too. Well, well then you then, narrow then it then down. We'll, have, well, yeah, we'll have things to Maybe I know what I want to pick. kaiju episodes? Why not? Yeah, I know a movie I want to pick, but I will not say. Oh, I mean, I'm okay. a Godzilla stan, but I feel like as the millennial, I could, I'm, I'll do Pacific Rim, and I'm cool is, with that. Yeah. No. <laughs> you mean the 1998 Godzilla? I will do Queen yeah. of the Monsters. Oh, the, the Matthew, I will not the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. <laughs> or, know, oh, actually, fair, you know what? No, I don't. That, I don't hate that one. To, I'll be honest with you. Right. I thought it I, was, been, I thought it was the most recent reboot. It, the brand much Cranston. like much like the Chucky oh, movie. I, yeah. It would have been much better had it not, not been, been called, called Godzilla. Godzilla. Exactly. It was a pretty damn good giant monster. Exactly. Yeah. And I saw it high as balls when it came <laughs> That's out. That's a fun way to see it. Yeah. It, it no, the I... Chinese theater. And I really thought that there's a scene where it's he's fun. walking through the cavern between two, two, two buildings. Yeah. And just the way it panned, I really felt like he was coming down the aisle of the, of the theater. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen ever. <laughs> No, I have way more beef with the the Brian. Cr- it kicked off a great reboot and franchise, it but did. that was no one oh, you goes know what been, to see a Godzilla oh. movie for the human element. Okay, you know what so, would have been great to have in that movie? Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We had a. Um, He's fucking beautiful, and you get him for like five minutes. Yeah, we had a. We and, had a, and three of those minutes are him just dead in the water with seagulls. Yeah. All and then over the him. Uh, one minute is just spoiler. His feet. Yeah. We had a War of the Worlds mm. moment at the house the other day. Yeah. Um, we usually have CNN on uh, by default, you know, at home. And apparently we didn't one day, one night. And Sandra and I are both, you know, old people in bed, go, you know, going to sleep. We click it on and we think it's CNN, but it's... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's it's the, the, the exact, you know, lower third from CNN. It says Godzilla no longer, you know, uh, titan of the world or something <laughs> like that. And Sandra's like... What? <laughs> what? What is good? And me too. It took wow. like a second. I'm like, was this some kind of? Was this like the world's sexiest man like kind of thing? Only because like, that's right when I, went. I didn't go like I didn't go to like you know. Oh my God, Godzilla's actually destroyed. Sandra like, for a Godzilla second. Godzilla dethroned his kaiju. Sandra actually thought for a brief second because, Aww. and she said later, she said the way the world's going, it didn't surprise. It was surpri- it didn't yeah, you know her. what? Yeah. That's hilarious. That is Can funny. we talk briefly about what happened in the room earlier? Like uh, Joe and Joe and Josh 
and I were in the other room and Sony had left her phone on top of this sort of uh, what looked like it looked, it's like, the the spell book. It looked like a Necronomicon. It's a spellbook from Hocus Pocus. It's, it's a spellbook okay. from Hocus And suddenly we're in the room and we hear from the book. So I don't know. It sounded like, 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 like that. Yeah. And we didn't realize that that Sandra's phone, Sandra's phone, Sonia's, Sonia's phone, phone has text, the text to speech that comes will, out of it. We thought hilarious. it was the book. Yes. And I was it's like, been well, one of those days, yeah. man. Mm. I'm punchy." But as like hell, you said, but... at this this point in time, nothing would surprise us. Yeah, yeah. For my Aqua Teen fans out there, it's literally just chicken arise, arise, chicken arise. That's oh, that's my text. Oh, okay, tone. Oh, okay. that's it. yeah. Because I heard the word joke. arise, and we were like, "Okay, I'm just that, gonna, I, you I'm know just what, gonna casually get up and walk knowing, out of the room." Yeah, that yeah. would be it freaky. Was, at that point, yeah. it was like, "Yes, we are going to do the podcast from the car." Yeah. Okay, we're getting anyway, the sign. Anyway, so we is we are getting the sign to end. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Stabby Road Podcast. My name is Rob Graydon. I'm Joe Santa. And I'm Sonia Harcourt. And as always, thank you for road. taking walk on Stabby Road with the three of us. Dick Bush. Dick Bush. The Stabby Road Podcast was created by Joe Senna, hosted by Rob Graydon, Sonia Harcourt, and Joe Senna. Recording technicians Josh Graydon and Eric Todd. The Stabby Road Podcast is a production of Fourth Castle, all rights reserved. See you next week.